how I love calling your name. Because something happened. Something happened when you call on the name of Jesus. Something changed. When you call question is, are we really calling? On the name of Jesus. If when we, if when we call, something happens. And, and if nothing is really happening, if nothing is really changing, are we calling? is still playing. Somebody needs to be calling on the name of Jesus. While the song is still playing, somebody needs to be calling on the name of Jesus. Give God some praise in the house. It's good to be in the house of God one more time. It's a privilege and an honor to be able to stand before you this morning. I'm always scared, always nervous, always anxious, always excited. I just want God to have his way. And, and I know that we stand in danger of getting in his way. And I don't want to get in his way. So just Pray with me yes. to my pastor, 
I want to say thank you for the opportunity to stand once more and proclaim the word of the Lord. To my family, I say thank you for your love, your prayers, for your support. And not just my family family, but also my new mission family, because you are my family. To my wife, my good thing. I want to thank you for everything, for praying for me, for praying with me. You know, I would talk to her, and I said, baby, I need you to just, just pray for me. Just pray for me. Matthew chapter 11. It's a familiar passage. Matthew chapter 11, 28 to verse 30. Matthew chapter 11. 38, I mean 28 to verse 30. And it read thus in our hearing. He said, come to me, all you who labor on our heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle, gentle and lowly, lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. He said, take my yoke. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest for my yoke <laughs> my yoke is easy and my burden is like Heavenly Father I, I just want to say thank you Lord Lord, I, I, I stand not of myself, Lord, because truth be told, I don't have anything to say. But I believe that you do. Because I believe, I know, Father, that you have been preaching for a long time. But, uh, but Lord, I pray that, that don't stop now, Lord. Because if you stop preaching, there will no preaching coming forth from this pulpit this morning. So, Lord, I pray that you will continue to preach. That you will make plain, that you will make clear, Lord. That you will give illumination, that you will give revelation, Lord God. That we may be drawn to you. That we may see you, Lord God. That we may see your heart. That we see what your desire is for our lives. 
and that we will boldly come, that we will surrender, that we will give you our all. So, Lord, speak, Lord. Lord, the expectation is on you, Lord. So speak, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. From this few verses, um, I want to pay attention. I want to make emphasis on the, on the yoke. But I want to, it probably won't be in the, in the way that we are familiar with. So I want to speak to you this morning from the topic, it's time for a yoke exchange. It's time for a yoke exchange. It is not impossible to find ourselves as believers struggling with yokes. The, the, the will of God is, is often not foreign to us. I mean, we often, we, we know what God is requiring of us. We know what right is. We know what is wrong. We know what darkness looks like. We know what is light. But in spite of all this, we often find ourselves still struggling Still find ourselves in struggle, but the, 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 the issue that most Christians are wrestling with is how do I handle this desire to partake in the things of the flesh? How do I, how do I handle the, the, this burning desire to, to partake of the things? Uh, of the flesh, things that we are no longer innocent towards because we have tasted, because we have partake of these things and every time we turn around is as if these things just keep on calling our names and we find ourselves in this struggle, this tug and war between doing what the spirit wants us to do and doing what the flesh wants us to do. You see, I realize that as the desire increases, the, the, the struggle intensifies. And we find ourselves trapped in between coming and going. We find ourselves trapped in the middle, in, in between bondage and deliverance. We find ourselves trapped in being obedient and being disobedient. We find ourselves trapped in between being hot and being cold. Does anybody know what I'm... Does anybody know what, what, what I'm talking about? You see, in our struggles, we try to fight with our natural strength. 
And we will always find ourselves on the defeated end. Because in, in, as Paul said in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But it's against principalities. It's against powers. It's, a, it's against the rulers of darkness of this age. But the, the thing that I, that, that I realized that is the, the manifestation that takes place in our flesh if, is the aftermath of the spiritual struggle. You see, I, real, I, I realized that what manifests itself in the flesh is the victor of the struggle. Let, 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 let me explain. Let me explain. The Golden State Warriors, the Carolina Panthers, they did not make it to the White House. The Cleveland Indians won't have a parade because they did not win the World Series. The Carolina Panthers will never make it to the White House because they did not win the Super Bowl. Who made it to the White House was the Denver Broncos because out of the two teams that was engaged in this struggle, the Denver Broncos came out victorious. You see what happened in our lives that every day we are engaged in struggles. We are engaged in the spiritual warfare. And the, and, and the, the one that wins in our minds and in our hearts is the one that manifests itself in our lives. So, 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 so that is why, so I understand this, that the manifestation of what we see is the, is the one that wins. So my question is, who is winning? Who is winning in your life? Who is winning in my life? I mean, we may try to, to pretend. We may try to, to cover it up. We may try to look the part. We may try to sound the part. Because we know what it ought to look like. We know what it ought to sound like. But who is actually who is actually winning? So Paul says in Galatians 5 verse 16, he said, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So in so other words, if you are fulfilling the lust of the flesh, the spirit is not winning. It is, it is your flesh that is, that, that is winning. You shall know the tree by the fruits that it bears. So that means you can tell me anything. 
But if I just play, pay close attention to the things that you do, the things that are being manifested in your life, I can really tell you what's really going on. So, so this word of Jesus directs us to come to himself that we might find rest. This is, Jesus is revealing to us that he is the giver of salvation. But he doesn't want us to, to stop there. You see, Jesus is not just about salvation. But Jesus wants us to have life. And, and have it more abundantly. He is not about just about salvation. He is about the fulfillment of purpose. So, so, so sometimes we come and we accept Jesus and we become complacent. We become comfortable. We feel like we are okay. But there is so much more to what God want to do with us. He said, come. The first thing he said, come. He said, learn of me. He said, take. I think sometimes we stop at the first step and refuse to take the next step. But, but when I look through the, the, the text during the Old Testament time, a more sinister meaning was given to the symbolism of this yoke. After a victory in battle, the successful general would yoke the defeated king to his chariot and make him drag it like a beast under the leash. Uh. Thus the yoke became a sign of submission. Uh -huh. So when I look through, through, through this the, the, the scripture, it, it tells me that if a city wishes to surrender to an invading army, its leading citizens would put on a yoke and stand on the top of the wall to show that they have surrendered. That they are surrendering to the invading army. It is in accordance to this concept that we have Jeremiah putting a yoke around his own neck. To the show to the peoples that this is what God is saying. He wants us to surrender to Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, when he, when he invaded the, the city. But it was against this background of, of usage that the, with the yoke symbolizing submission and even slavery came this statement by Jesus. He said, take my yoke upon you, submit to me, and be my captive. And, now, and not only be my captive, but learn of me. So when I look at this, this illustration by Jesus, it, it paints a picture of two oxen being, being, being yoked together. It is normally an older ox with a young ox. And what is happening while they are yoked together, the young ox is going through a character development. 
Because the, 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 the young ox don't know the way. The young ox don't know what needs to be done. But the old ox, he knows the way. He knows what needs to be done. But when I look, I see, I begin to see a, a, a method to God's madness. When he, when he say in Proverbs 26, 22, verse 6, he said, train up a child in the way that it should go. In Proverbs 19, 18, he said, discipline a child, for in that there is hope. Do not be a willing party in their death. Proverbs 23, verse 13, he said, withhold not correction from a child, for if thou beat him with the rod, he shall not die. But he also tells that he that spirit his rod hated his son, but he who loveth him is diligent to discipline. What is Jesus saying? What, what is it, what he's saying in this text? He's basically saying, yoke them at an early age. He's saying, yoke them at an early age. Put into them at an early age. He said, that's when they get older, they shall not depart from it because they are already yoked. So when we look over our lives, we realize that most of the things, if not all of the things we are struggling with, are things that we have been yoked with at an early age. You see, a lot of times we get, we become yoked. We get yoked by things when, at the time when we were doing them, they seemed like fun. You see, what the devil does, he uses our fleshly desires against us. So he does the yoking while we are having fun. You see, he knows what it takes for us to feel as if we are having a good time. He knows what we like and how we like it. So he provides it just the way we want it. The, the freedom that we think we are having, the, the, the pleasure, the, the excitement through the, the, the sex, through the drugs, through the alcohol. We, 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 are, we are offered these things and we gladly receive them because we feel like we are having a good time. But, but, but every time we indulge, we go a little deeper. And we gradually being seduced to a condition of slavery. You see, we indulge with the idea that we can stop when we, when, when we feel like we can stop when we've had enough. Until we come to the place when it's not fun anymore. We come to the place where we have finally realized that it's time to grow up. 
But by now, we realize that we have been trapped. So now we find it impossible to, to, to let go of things that we really don't even want to be a part of anymore. See, what we didn't understand is that every time we indulge, the yoke was getting a little tighter. What we don't understand is that with every experience, the situation actually keep on getting worse. And we keep on telling ourselves that this is the last time. Until the next time. And the next time becomes the last time. Until the next time. And we find ourselves in this cycle. And we recognize that we are trapped. We want to do what God says to do. We know what we are doing is wrong. We know that it's not pleasing into the, in the eyes of God. But we find it so difficult to let go because now we have been trapped. What was fun now becomes our yoke. And we find ourselves can't getting out from under our yoke. Even though we realize that there is purpose to our lives. Even though we realize that there is more to life than this. But we keep on finding ourselves trapped in between coming and going. We find ourselves trapped in between obedience and disobedience. We find ourselves trapped in between being hot and being cold. Because of the yoke. You see, I see the similar situation with Jacob. Jacob has been a trickster all his life. All his life he been running, he been a trickster. All his life he has been deceiving people. But there came the point in Jacob's life when he realized that God has purpose for my life. And there is a yoke that is on my neck. And for me, for the purpose of God to be fulfilled in my life, I have to rid myself of this yoke. So he show us, he show us Jacob wrestling with this angel. I, he realized that there was a yoke on him. He realized that he has purpose, that there is something God wants to do through him. He realized that he was a part of this promise to Abraham. He realized that he was the father of Israel. But there was just one problem. This yoke that is hindering me from walking in my purpose. This yoke that is preventing me from going forward. This yoke that have a hold of me, that no matter what I try to do, this yoke is forever in my way. So he finds himself wrestling with an angel. He said, I don't care how long it takes. I don't care what it takes. It's time to get rid of this yoke. I'm going to hold on to you 
until you release me of this yoke. I'm not going to let go until you bless me. Until this yoke is removed from my neck. I'm going to hold on. And the Bible says he hold on until the break of day. That Jacob decide, no, 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 no. I'm never going to let you go until this yoke is removed from my neck. You see, you might find yourself today struggling with yokes. You see, your yoke might be alcohol. My yoke might be stealing. Your yoke might be drugs. My yoke might be sex. But we all have a yoke. My yoke may not be your yoke. But we all need a deliverer, deliverer to deliver us from our yoke. You see, Jesus came for that purpose. You see, not only does he want you to take his yoke upon you, he wants to replace it with a yoke that you had on before. That yoke that was killing you. That yoke that was preventing you from moving forward. That yoke that was, was hindering you from even getting hot. That yoke. He want to remove that yoke from off our neck. Because until that yoke is removed, we cannot live in our purpose as well as we should. We won't be as effective as we could be. Because that yoke keeps on holding us back. When God wants us to move forward. It doesn't matter if you're in church all your life. You can still be yoked. You can be here every Sunday and still be yoked. The Pharisees and the Sadducees were the most religious people in the Bible. But they were yoked. Paul, when he was Saul, he said he had a zeal for God. But he was yoked. The yoke, until the yoke get taken off his neck, then he was free to become Paul. But before that, he was Saul. My question is, what is your yoke today? You see, I can't tell you what your yoke is. You have to know for yourself. But one thing I can tell you, that there is a deliverer that is able to deliver you from the yoke. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Are you sick and tired of being in the same place day after day, year after year? Even though you might be active in church, even though you might seem to be doing the will of God, but deep down you know that there is more to it than this. Have we become so complacent? 
And that is because we are yoked. Are we a people that's full of apathy? Because of yokes? What is it that is holding us back? Is it this? Is, it, is this all that God has in store for us? Or is it that we are yoked and we refuse to give our yokes to Jesus? That we refuse to surrender. We refuse to be like Jacob and get in the place and say, until you bless me, until you release this yoke, until I am free of this bondage, until I am free of this burden, I'll never let you go. Jesus' message came to a people that was yoked. Yoked in religion, yoked in self-righteousness, yoked in blindness, yoked with leprosy, yoked with all manner of things. Is that present today in the church? But we have an invitation. It shouldn't be because we have an invitation to come. To be released from our yokes. That we may be free. The yoke doesn't serve you any good purpose. The yoke is not good for you. Not that yoke. But the yoke of Jesus. That's the yoke that. I remember Peter denied Jesus. Peter said no I don't know him. And the Bible tells us that Peter really cussed them out. And said, I don't know what you're talking about. That I don't know him. But when Peter's yoke was taken off his neck, it tells us Peter said, we're going to obey God rather than man. That we don't care what you have to say. We're going to trust in God. Because we would rather obey God. Rather than man. I, I see Joseph refused to be yoked by Potiphar's wife. And he said, I will not lay with you. How can I do such wicked thing and sin against God? So some of the very same thing we did while we thought we were having fun. Now they are our yokes. They now have become our yokes. Because we can't seem to get away from them that they keep on calling our names. But God wants us to be free. But Jesus came that we can be free from our yokes. You see, I'm not telling you something that I heard. From nobody. I'm telling you something that I know. Because I've been there. I have been yoked. Until. Jesus came. 
I was your too until Jesus came. And I'm not saying that I'm all there yet. There are still areas in my life where he's trying to deliver me from yokes. But I'm determined to give it to God that he may deliver me completely. That he may set me free. That I may walk in the purpose that he has for me. But there is a deliverer for your yoke. You don't have to keep on carrying that yoke. That yoke is not working in your favor. It's not working for your good. But God wants to take your yoke today. He wants to take your yoke right now. Because that is not the way that he wants you to live. Being trapped. Somewhere, being somewhere in between the middle. He wants you to be free. 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 Never trapped. But ever free. Walking in the ways of the Lord. So whatever your yoke is today. I can't tell you what it is. But whatever it is, God want to release you today. You don't have to walk out this door with that yoke. You can lay that yoke down right here, right now, today. Today is an opportunity to get rid of that yoke that you may be free to live the life that God has for you. Until we, 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 until we become free, church, we, can, we will never be what God is calling us to. Because there's always be something dragging us back down. But he wants to break. We sing that song that the Lion of Judah, how he breaks every chain and give us the victory. He wants to break the chain. But we have to give it to him so he can break it so we can be free. God bless you.